boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and all you people in the back and the front, in the arena, welcome to the amazing, adventurous, inaugural journey of the dashing, daring, zoot-suit-wearing, group-pond-sharing, <laughs> balls-a-sparing indie film review. With me, your host, Dan, and of course, we have Jared in the corner. Hi, Jared. Hello. Clothesline. Uh, hi everybody. Welcome to the show. We're gonna we're gonna review independent films. Okay, let's keep expectations low. low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for us, not for the films. Yeah, we're only gonna review independent films. We're not gonna do anything else. We're not gonna do your taxes or give you love advice or anything. It's just independent films. I'm very sorry. Today we saw the absurd, surreal, metaphysical, and fractured destiny of Cerberus. The Aardvark. That is the full title of this yes. film. Crazy title. Directed by Oliver Simonson. Yes, thank you, Oliver. We appreciate you dearly. Now, before we get into this film, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, if you look up Cerberus the Aardvark, it does not take very much research to, you know, scratch the surface into the source material and therefore the controversial makeup of the man who created it. So we are going to let you do your own research and let you come to your own opinions, but we only want to focus on this film because we think that this film is important because of the way in which it came to us. Oliver told us that it was it started being made in 2006, I think. Yes. And it, a team of 200 animators did this for free. Like this 100% no budget at all. Just people who love Cerberus the Aardvark did mm. this. They they did this out of the, the love of their 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 loins. So Cerberus the Aardvark uh, is, I think we already said, it's based off this comic book yes. that's beloved and it's been going on for super long time. I think it is finished now. Yeah. But it, it, it was like um, one of the like longest like, running comics. Yeah, it has a Guinness Book of World Records. Like it has like yeah, 300 it's issues. Insane. Yeah. Um, and over time people have either loved it, you know, it's been the best. And then there's always like a decline with anything, right? Like it declines eventually. Yeah. Uh, and again, I highly encourage people to go learn more about the author. Uh, he's definitely got a lot of controversies. Okay. Anywho, Dan, yes. can you somehow describe oh, God. what this film uh, is? I forgot that was my responsibility. Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, all right. So Cerberus is an aardvark and he goes on many adventures and he has like a lot of different characters that he introduced or he, he learns along the way. But basically the gist of this is there's this sorcerer who is like running this town or he he's like making the, this town's life a living hell. And he is prophesizing about Cerberus and how I, I'm finally going to meet my doom because Cerberus is here. But, mm -hmm. oh, if you would only do it the way you should do it and go through your own prophecy. But Cerberus is like, uh, fuck that. He doesn't meet, actually say fuck that, but he does everything that goes against the thing that would make him an all-powerful warrior. So there's this really weird backstory with that. But he meets a lot of people along the way that help him into this, the life of the sorcerer. But then we get sidetracked with a different sorcerer and this weird cult. And um, like it, it's, you can tell that it's like a lot of issues of the comic coming into one. And um, it is bizarre. It is, it is a bizarre film. You know, I just realized 
I don't know if Cerberus is the name. Like, is Cerebus. It's, it's Cerebus. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I must be saying it wrong. Yeah, because it's C-E-R-E-B-U-S. And I was, I thinking, I was saying Cerberus the whole Cerberus. time. I don't know, yeah, we might interchange that. Yeah, whatever. So this is basically kind of like a Conan the Barbarian knockoff. That's how it started, right? It's like a parody. Think about that. it, though, as does Cerberus actually look like an aardvark? So we can we can Not call really. him Cer- we can call him Cerberus. <laughs> he kind of looks more like a little piggy, and then yes. they 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 talk. There's like an the actual pigs. pig cult in this. P i g t, pig. Yes, we have that. How it initially starts, and I was like researching the comic more, and it it becomes like very surreal. It gets into uh like the real world. He goes there. He goes to the moon. He like meets God. Like all these different parodies show up. Um the Rolling Stones. Yeah, he meets the Rolling Stones and like all these like weird characters keep showing up. Um Foghorn Leghorn. That was my yes. favorite character. <laughs> yes. Uh and it's like all of these parodies of things that were probably current during that yeah. time but then it also has like this serious undertone of like dark fantasy that yeah. they're keeping which i guess even changes eventually too i was gonna say it reminds me of a DD game honestly <laughs> yeah because at one point i guess in the comics he becomes the pope and then like a president it, like weird shit happens and i was kind of hoping because i did a little research before watching the film that it would kind of jump into different genre or kind of play with the absurdity mm-hmm. of this because it's called the absurd surreal metaphysical. I don't know if I really got a lot of that out of this film. And my yeah. question is, do you feel the same way? I enjoyed the absurdity of it. I think it was pretty absurd. Um, like a lot of these character designs are just so bizarre, like just incredibly bizarre. And like, I'm going to address something that, is just the glaring issue with this film to me. Okay. And that is the sound design. Yeah. There's no room tone. There's no outdoor tone. There's nothing. It's only some interstitials of score and dialogue, but everything in between is just, it's not even white noise. It's just silence. Like yeah, deafening silence. One of those things. So it's very jarring to hear dialogue come into that or out of that and then go back into that. It needs to have more music. It needs to have more like tavern tones. Just ambient have, sound. Yeah. yeah. And with headphones on, it's really noticeable. Yes. yes. There are scenes that go on for like a minute and there's no sound. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. I mean, that felt surreal to me, but I don't know if it was on That purpose. being said, I liked a lot of the voice actors. They did an excellent job. The only one... That I I was questioning was, um, there's a character named, like, Torgu or something. He's, like, the overlord of the town who's, like, basically taking the people's money to protect them from the wizard. Oh, war. Wasn't he, like, war Torgu or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that guy, his voice actor was good, but his character sign just didn't match the voice. It did not match. (laughs) And I didn't know if that was played for laughs or I didn't get that. But, yeah, it really did not match. Sound design is the biggest issue with this. There were many times where the volume was too hot or too high. Yeah. And then it would get really, really low. And it was just all like, you could tell that people were submitting the audio and it was just being put directly, you know, overlaid into the film without trying to like right. compress it. And, or, and that's, that's just a nature of, that's the nature of the beast of doing this for free. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And I understand that. But to go back to your original question, now that we have said that, 
I liked a lot of this film. Like I liked it. It was absurd. It was silly. It was not necessarily as funny as I wanted it to be. Like I, I wasn't mm. laughing, but I was appreciating it because here's the deal, guys. Uh, if you know me and Jared long enough, we had a comic that was started by Jared in high school, and at one point in college, we we made like a an audio recording of the first episode of this comic <laughs> and it's terrible, terrible. and we were terrible. laughing our asses off so i'm yeah, wondering yeah. if this is the same thing like the people who made this are probably laughing their asses off you know what i mean and it just it's not <laughs> well, mine. if you, you know, like cerberus the aardvark yes you're gonna really enjoy this but i think outside of that i don't think many people are gonna like this but imagine if we had the capability to animate the stuff that you did you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like, well, that brings the other issue is the CG. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like the CG? And if not, what would here, you have rather have here seen? Is, it? Here's the what weird medium? thing. Here's the weird thing. The CG is janky, but I yeah. kind of like the jankiness of it. it. It reminded me of Exigence. Remember Exigence? Like the Cronenberg movie? No, Exigence, the weird animated movie that we got about. <gasps> Oh, the sci-fi, yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. that was like Mass Effect. Yeah. Oh, that movie was great. Yeah, so that, that's, <laughs> I love that movie. That's what it reminded me of. But like, if you look at the textures, like the CD is janky, but the textures of the CG in this movie are immaculate. Like, oh my god! Like, I, well, it's like certain things look really good. Like Cerebus Maximus. Yeah, he's normally looking pretty good. He has fucking abs. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. The quality varies wildly, and I actually like the media shift when it would go to like drawing yeah. or something else. That I wish there was more of that because that would add into the absurdity of it. That would add yes, into like yes. the meta aspect of his journey. I think that would be really cool. I'm personally not a fan of 3D. I mean, unless it's extremely polished, which again, this was a zero budget film. I think the thing that really took me out you of got it. Got a friend with me. You got a friend in me. Toy Story is 3D. <laughs> Hey, Dad Cerberus. <laughs> Stab my perverus. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. The humans in this are really ugly. <laughs> They're all I love so them. ugly. I loved them. I loved every mo- Like, my favorite one was the, like the, the, the war's right-hand man. He's like this really weird-looking, like, eraserhead baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, who just kind of grew up into his own little dude. Oh, the Dobby-looking yeah, guy? Yeah, that like, guy. Oh, Dobby! <laughs> I liked his character design, but, like, every single character besides Cerberus looked like a freak. <laughs> like, they all looked insane. <laughs> now, the Sorceress looked awesome. I did like the Sorceress. Or yeah, so- yeah, the he sorcerer, looked pretty good. My bad. Sorceress. But, like, they're just all, like, sacks of meat that someone put on a neck. It was, it okay. was, uh trying let's just let's just get into this because there's 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 so much there's so much potential i saw in this movie oh so you can see this film on tubi it is a hundred percent free completely independent again this film they've been working on it since 06 to over 200 people putting their heart and soul zero budget i don't think i don't think we've ever had a film that's like that that's just zero budget maybe i think we have i think we have but for an animation that's impressive because animation is very difficult and very expensive. Anyway, the biggest thing mm. they should have done more with the dragon. Yeah. Like 
they 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 build up the dragon being like this the sorcerer like was wreaking havoc on this little town because he would like have his dragon feast on the the people every day and we saw none of that <laughs> like well i think the whole like flipping the story on its head thing it was going for was that the sorcerer wasn't really a bad guy yeah and that the dragon i don't think he ever kills anyone right he just goes for his morning flight so for some reason, the sorcerer wanted people to be afraid of him so he could do his work in his tower. Um, and then he had that gem, I guess, like the, the two zealot twins wanted. Zealot twins. But yeah, overall, I think this wizard guy wasn't a bad dude and Cerberus just kills him. No, the one the who gem. is bad is um, Necros the Mad. Yeah, and the preacher, too, seems pretty bad as well. The, you mean the cult preacher dude? Yes. Can we talk about the cold open with Necros the Mad? Yes. And how, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so, okay. We have this cold opening. 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 So, we have this cold open with a creepy hunchback man and Cerberus. And they're talking to nothing. It's like the ether. And it's like, you must prove to me that you're evil. He's like, ah, oh, you've truly evil. And the hunchman is like, yes, I am evil. Um, I eat more than I should. And I don't go to bed on time and blah, blah, blah. I leave the toilet seat up. Yeah. And then the guy's like, yes, you are truly evil, but you're also boring. So he like evaporates him and he dies. And then you think, okay, now service is probably going to have to like, figure out a way to you and know he does though good old sir but he just says hey why don't you just show up in front of me and we'll have a conversation he goes oh okay and then he stops i like that. he stops with the menacing <laughs> but then it seems like is is necron a bad guy i'm not sure he like wants to become a giant stone monster so he can live forever yes. and it's like that doesn't really seem that bad i guess he evaporated a hunchback i guess so but he was a bad guy i think the priest and all those people were bad so then Necros is like, hey, the priest is here with all his minions. They're going to come in here and kill us. You need to help me stop them. And he's like, sure. Then we cut, like, hard cut to the actual beginning of the film yes. where he's walking into the tavern. Do I think it worked? No. <laughs> no. Be well, here's why. It's because you think that's the end of the film. It's not the end of the film. Yeah, it's the middle. So when we finally catch up to where Necros is in that scene, and it even says, like, and now we're caught up to where we are. That's not the climax. Like, I've never heard of a film doing like a misdirect opening where it's like, wow, you're probably wondering how I got here. Like that's <laughs> usually the, like the end of the film, you know? And then we get to that. Uh, it's classic, but yet the, <laughs> the film was like, and now there's 20, 30 more minutes of this film. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know. I, it didn't work. I didn't understand it. What did you think about the fight scenes in this movie? So the first one was awesome because Cerberus was getting his ass kicked. Um, and then like, I, I honestly thought he was like, not going to make it. <laughs> like, yeah. You're talking about the tavern. Yeah, he, gets, right? he goes to the tavern and like, there's this fucking huge dude in the tavern. And mm -hmm. I forgot what he said, but he's, he basically starts like ganging up on Cerberus cause he looks different. And, um, Cerberus, he goes in there with the sword and then the guy throws him against the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the dude is like three times bigger than yeah. him. Maybe so, more. Um, I, I, I don't know. I like the fight scenes, the, uh, but again, what detracted from the fight scenes, because, you know, fight scenes are hard to do in real time, you know, like it's a mm -hmm. lot of choreography. So I appreciate the animation, but the sound design of the fight is like just the, the mm. chink chink. Like it was, yeah. it was very artificial. It's nitpicking, 
because we understand that you had such a limited budget, but sound is just such an important element in film. It really establishes mood. It establishes atmosphere. It establishes mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Cause it like film, you, you can't have film without the five elements. Like sound is one of those five elements, you know, like even silent films had, you know, music in the background. Like there was, there's always sound to accompany images. And I could even look past a lot of the janky animation and the frame dropping yes. and all that stuff. But yeah, it, it's, there's so much dialogue in this and, and there's so many sound effects and they're just, they're too disparate. They're too all over the place. Uh, it, it really does hurt the enjoyment of watching it. What did you think about the plot overall and some of the detours it takes? Minus the the weird thing that you were talking about where it's like it starts here and then it goes here yeah. and then we still have a couple minutes left. I, I enjoyed the plot. Um, it, like I said, it felt like a D&D game. I liked some Very of the... classic. Yeah, I like some of the auxiliary characters. I like the cult that he visits. I like how the priest is kind of narrating. I like the, the prophecy that he's going for. You have to um, recognize your kinship with the pig god and you got rid of your viking helmet and that was the thing that was going to wake him up uh why did you do that service Mm -hmm. and then you you traded your viking helmet for a vest and black paint so you can paint your fucking valuable heirloom medallion to make you look like a merchant i just everything was great with that i just didn't know why the viking helmet was so important he like he tells us but we don't see it in the film and I don't know if it comes up again. It does. It's almost like baiting for a sequel or something else. Down well, it's said to be continued at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if they do make a second, I mean, God, I hope they make it quicker, though, honestly. Yeah. Right. It would be nice to have a payoff for some of that. I kind of wanted this again. I didn't think it was going to be such a standard fantasy fair type of thing. Yeah, I well, thought we were really going to smash the fucking fourth wall and get real crazy. Uh, in the film, I don't think in the career of, cause I, I think they're being very faithful to the comics. Yeah. I don't think in this point in the comics, it gets that crazy. I'm yeah. guessing, I'm yeah, guessing. I don't know. Also the artwork for the Aardvark comics is just amazing. Yeah. And I almost wish that this was animated instead of like fully animated even with different animation styles that would have been good instead of the cgi as much as i like the cgi and cgi is is the up-and-coming animation style you know like all things are animated cgi but i agree i think the 2d animations because those were very faithful for being um not the original creator like they drew yeah. him exactly those like those are cool yeah when we actually get to see that i think he's like in the wizard's tower and he's like falling in this this liquid and yeah he, he gets poisoned he gets poisoned by the posies or whatever yeah that was like one of the coolest scenes yeah. where the flower eats him and he's mm-hmm. freaking out that was really great yeah. hey everybody okay so we we had some technical difficulties <laughs> we lost some of the audio but we're back now um We're going to pick up with a question that I was asking Dan. Dan, do you think this film could benefit from like a director's cut type of a thing where they really go in and remaster a lot of the audio? Absolutely. We mentioned before the the cut that like going into a sound booth might be an option, but if we want to keep it 100% zero budget, you don't have to do the sound booth. I think it would be fine with the voice acting it has right now. 
because there was nothing wrong with it. What was wrong with it was the the mastering of the sound and like the making it sound realistic, making it sound like it's an actual atmosphere, an actual ambience that we are dealing with. And um, going into a sound booth would be helpful, but all that would do is just give more control. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like more control over the actual sounds for the, it would just make the sound engineer's job a lot easier. Would I want to see this again remastered with sound? Absolutely. It, would, it reminds me of like the old Donkey Kong show or like Beast Wars. Like, you know, yeah, that old type of dude. 90s CGI animation that I ate up as a kid. Oh, so one other thing too I want to talk about is that war character, right? So there's a scene where he's in his little like, I don't know, mansion. He's like, ooh, I'm the guy who really runs everything, even though everyone's afraid of the wizard. I'm, I'm here to keep the peace and blah, blah, blah. And he's really just extorting people for money. There's a scene where he takes all his clothes off. Oh yeah. And then lays completely on the floor. And all of the all the fucking statues in his room are him naked. And I'm like, is there more to this? Cuz this is pretty interesting. And then he just puts his clothes back on and I'm like, is there more to this because I want to be here. What was that about? Am I in this room right now? Okay. He's going to be naked for the rest of the film or something or just be a fucking weirdo. And it's like that's the kind of absurdity that I was like, "Oh, all right. Nice, nice, nice. This is this is fucking strange. This guy's like he wants to assert his power and dominance over everyone, so he's going to make them all feel uncomfortable with his nudity." But yeah, I don't know. It was just something that kind of stood out to me. And I, I wish it was explored more. But then again, maybe that just happened in the comic. And they're like, no, that's what happened. We're moving on. <laughs> like, I we're, not here to, like, we're not here to embellish or add more to it. We're just going to show you what happened in the comic and keep going. Okay. But maybe hang on to it for like another minute, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Maybe have a jerk off scene. So it could be really oh God, an yes. actual independent film. Oh my God. Yes, Make please. war jerk off to a picture of war, you know? Absolutely. Dan, is there any scene that... Oh, you like the albino guy, right? Yes, Elrod the albino. Elrond? Elrond? Is it Elrond or Elrod? Elrod. Elrond the albino. Because he talks like He was like so fucking, obnoxious. He talks like Foghorn Leghorn. I say... I, I, I say... I say boy. <laughs> it was... The payoff for that was amazing because yes. he, they get kidnapped <laughs> yes. and put into a dungeon. <laughs> he just leaves him there. <laughs> yes. Cerberus <laughs> fucking leaves him. And that was perfection because he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You go get help and I'll just be here. And then he's out of the film. We never see him again. <laughs> like that was good. I like that. Um, but yeah, what a, what a sleazeball. What a real piece of shit. I thought it was a little confusing that, like, he's on this quest to go steal the gem and kill the wizard with the two brothers. Where did the two brothers go after a while? I feel like they're just Wait, gone. wait, here's my, like, I, did I miss something? Because, like, I think they had, like, a walnut at the end instead of the gem. Like, did Cerberus what? take the wall? Did he take the gem? Maybe. I, I kind of, I think I missed that. They had, like, a walnut or something. I don't know. But how would they think a walnut's the gem, though? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's comedy. They're dumb. They're two dumb brothers. But, but <laughs> yeah, okay. He, he rides off into the sunset. It would make more sense that uh, Cerebus or whatever would get the gem and not these two idiots. Because he did all the fucking work. But, uh, okay, final thoughts. Yes, final thoughts. Um, well, 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 well. Be honest. I mean, it's free on Tubi. Animation... Watch it because 200 people brought it to you and it was a labor of love. Um, 
it, it it is a little bit of a rough watch, but it didn't bother me. But I'll watch. I will literally watch anything you put in front of me. I love movies. I I like this style of animation. I'm like Jared. Like I, it, mm. it, it has a soft spot in my heart because of things like Beast Wars and because of things like Donkey Kong or um, Exigence. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a it is an adventure. It's an adventure for your eyes. It's just it, I know I, I the sound is going to lose a lot of people. Here's what I'll say. I am not saying this to be rude. I'm sorry if it comes off this way, but I feel like this is a perfect film if you're like playing D&D or you're having a themed party. And you just have this on your TV with the sound off in the background. And people are like, what the hell are we watching? You just have subtitles. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be so fun. Yeah. Like it's it, like in a party setting. I think it would be really cool. Or even just getting together and just like getting drunk with friends and just watching, watching a very experimental, strange film that yeah. you will not forget. <laughs> Absolutely. But if you have any interest in, interest in the Aardvark series, you'll probably be interested in this. It certainly didn't hold up uh, that that well for me. I mean, that's the other thing too. Like, I had never heard of this comic before this this email. Yeah. So, but now we know about it. Yeah, it's been brought to our attention. It's in the lexicon of our minds. You know what else is? Our listeners and how much we love them. Yes. Aww. And submitters, thank you again, Oliver. You are the man to assemble a team of two hundred animators. That must have been. Very crazy. Very hectic. Yeah. No wonder it took from 2006, because that is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of people to manage. It's a lot of fucking cats to wrangle. Hey, uh, speaking of loving our listeners, you know what else I love, Dan? Plugs. Money! Oh, yes. Okay, we have a Twitter. Um, at IndieFilmPod. Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. In email at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. So we have a Patreon for the money. We have dollar tier, $3 tier, and $5 tier. If you're a filmmaker, you want to donate to us, um, your $5, a one-time donation, will get your film on a higher list because it takes a long time to get through the huge mm-hmm. list that we have already amassed, and it's huge, and it's a big yeah. list. It is a big, huge list. Um, big huge list. Big huge list, and to pay five dollars will get you off of that big huge list on a shorter list. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. And we have a PayPal, PayPal.me. If you don't want yep. to go through the hassle of uh, PayPal.me/slash Indie Review, if you don't want to go through the hassle of Patreon. Thanks again for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Go tell your friends and family about it. Uh, and by it, I mean the show Indie Film Review, the thing you're listening to. Thank you. Go check out the Necropodicon.com if you want to go uh, listen to some more like comedy podcasts. They have Dungeons and Dragons. They got Call of Cthulhu over there. Uh, super fun stuff. Uh, Dan, you get the final word. Oh, he wrote a final word, ladies and gents. He's getting it right now. Okay, ready? And stay tuned next summer for Final Fantasy oh, VIII. Fuck. The dirge of Aardvark Cerberus of <laughs> the melancholy moons over my hammy. Goodbye. 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 Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.